Welcome to Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. I wish there had been a Michael Flynn futures market. I would have invested every nickel I could have scraped up and I'd be cashing in now. A year and a half ago, I was among the voices saying the Flynn case was outrageous and that he would be vindicated. I was not there initially. Adam the Carpenter was. I'll explain in due course. General Flynn was President-elect Donald Trump's national security advisor. Briefly, he became ensnared in a scandal involving his alleged lying to the FBI. He resigned under legal and financial siege and pleaded guilty to the charge. Barack Obama still was president when the FBI went after Flynn. There were two reasons. One was that it was part of undermining the Trump administration before it even got started and building what would become the case for removing Trump from the presidency based on collusion with Russia. The other reason was that President Obama wanted to destroy Flynn. Flynn, a Democrat, was a career army man with distinguished service in intelligence work. He had served as President Obama's director of the Defense Intelligence Agency for two years. Obama fired Flynn. Flynn went public, blasting Obama for his strategy in the Middle East, especially regarding ISIS and Iran. Flynn eviscerated Obama in a speech to the Republican National Convention in 2016. In that speech, Flynn also went after Secretary of State and Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton for setting up an illegal email system outside government channels so she could run a shakedown racket through the State Department without government scrutiny. You want State Department approval for your international business transaction? First, you need to make a six-figure donation to the Clinton Foundation. Then we can talk. Some commentators trace the origin of the lock her up chant at Trump campaign rallies back to Flynn's convention speech. So the left, the establishment, the deep state was gunning for Flynn. The FBI charged Flynn with violating the Logan Act. In the 1790s, the 1790s, a man named Logan, acting as a private citizen, tried to negotiate with France on behalf of the United States. France and Britain were at war, and whether the United States should take sides was a huge issue. The Logan Act makes it a felony for anyone to do an end run around the U.S. government and try to do a deal with a foreign government. No one has ever been convicted of a violation of the Logan Act. It's considered a relic of a time when the fledgling United States of America was insecure and paranoid about being undermined by foreign powers. Not like now, when we're big enough, strong enough, experienced enough, mature enough, and secure enough to rise above feverish conspiracy theories about foreign powers playing us like puppets. <clears throat> Back to the Logan Act. In modern times, we have seen former President Jimmy Carter backstab the administration of President George H.W. Bush, urging the United Nations to reject the U.S.-sponsored resolution telling Iraq to get out of Kuwait. In the 1980s, Jesse Jackson was globe-hopping to Cuba, Nicaragua, and Syria to negotiate with U.S. enemies for release of hostages. When President Ronald Reagan suggested that Jackson might be violating the Logan Act, 
he was mocked by the left. You're just a thin-skinned big shot who can't stand being shown up on the world stage by a private citizen. It's been seen as a cheap, petty, desperate overreach to invoke the Logan Act. Again, no one has ever been convicted under the Logan Act until Flynn. The left discovered a newfound reverence for the Logan Act and weaponized it to get Flynn. What did Flynn do? It must have been horrendous to generate the only Logan Act conviction in American history. The FBI asked Flynn for a chat about a conversation Flynn had with the Russian ambassador to the U.S. No need for a lawyer, General Flynn. This is just a routine, friendly effort to obtain background information. No, it wasn't. It was a trap. A cheap, petty, desperate effort to find some pretext to get Flynn. The FBI asked Flynn about various aspects of his visit with the Russian ambassador. One question was whether he and the ambassador had discussed U.S. sanctions against Russia. Flynn said no. There would have been nothing wrong with a national security advisor speaking to the Russian ambassador about economic sanctions, which certainly are related to national security. There was no reason for Flynn to lie. The FBI knew the answer to the question because the FBI already had listened to the conversation. The FBI claimed it had recorded the conversation in the course of spying on the Russian ambassador, not Flynn. Mm -hmm. The recording revealed that the ambassador and Flynn had indeed discussed sanctions. Apparently, Flynn had forgotten. The rank-and-file FBI agents who worked the case did not believe Flynn had done anything wrong and certainly did not believe that he had lied to the FBI. To lie is to say something false and know it to be false. Flynn thought he was telling the truth. The rank-and-file agents, the people who are professionally trained to read people and make determinations on whether people are truthful, the professional interrogators thought it must have been a detail that had slipped Flynn's mind. But the higher-ups at the FBI, establishment deep state cronies such as Director James Comey, saw an opportunity. It was a gift. Flynn said he did not talk about sanctions with the Russian ambassador, but we have him recorded doing just that. He lied to the FBI. That's a federal crime. Release the dogs on him. We have our first victim of the Trump administration. Tell him to plead guilty to a Logan Act violation or we will come after him for lying to the FBI and that's not all we'll do. Twisting a forgotten, innocuous detail of a conversation into a federal crime was just the beginning of the railroading of Flynn. The FBI said, plead guilty or we will prosecute your son for allegedly failing to properly register as a lobbyist for a foreign entity. I'm still not clear on whether Flynn's son actually was improperly registered, but I'm sure to Flynn it didn't matter. He had seen what happens when the FBI decides to go after you regardless of whether you were guilty. Flynn was in the process of being vilified in the media and crushed by $5 million in legal expenses for fighting the charge. Presumably, he did not want his son to be similarly ruined. And it turns out, Flynn's legal defense team was of the establishment deep state and did him no favors. 
There were all kinds of ways Flynn could have challenged the validity of the charge, but Flynn's legal team advised him to take the plea deal. Eventually, Flynn fired his legal team, and a new lawyer, Sidney Powell, took charge of Flynn's defense. If you listen to talk radio, you have heard Powell over the last two weeks. She's all over the place, deservedly so. She has shredded the federal government's case against Flynn. Violations of FBI rules, doctored documents, concealment of evidence beneficial to Flynn. Revelations are still coming out about the multifaceted corruption of the Flynn case. The whole mess stinks so badly that the Justice Department withdrew charges and dropped the case. A Trump-hating activist judge who called Flynn a traitor to his country is trying to keep the case alive, practically begging parties to come into his courtroom and argue for Flynn's conviction. The establishment deep staters do not like it when the script gets away from them and might end up being weaponized against them. In the midst of all this, Barack Obama surfaced and said of the dismissal of the Flynn case, that's the kind of stuff where you begin to get worried that basic, not just institutional norms, but our basic understanding of the rule of law is at risk. The left is so good at accusing the right of what the left actually does. The Flynn case was just one example of Obama and his FBI and his Justice Department and his State Department obliterating the rule of law for political purposes. Now back to Adam the Carpenter, a regular listener to my radio show. He is a self-described frustrated Democrat who loves Trump. In the 1980s, he would have been like my late father, a Reagan Democrat. Adam chimed in the other day on my podcast about the virus mask. Well, Chip, you brought me out of the shadows as I had to hear your thoughts on this. And as usual, I agree 100% with your freedom-oriented perspective. This whole mask China virus thing is just crazy. We haven't skipped a beat at work. We don't wear masks. We don't social distance. And we still shake hands. I actually want the virus so that when I'm done kicking its behind, I can wear the orange bracelet or whatever into people's homes and charge more money for being clean. Adam is an actual carpenter. He is a working man who is tired of being a stooge of the political ruling class. When the Flynn takedown was being carried out, Adam said, no, do not sacrifice Flynn to the left. It's a bogus case and it will not placate the left. It will instead embolden the left to go after more people, including Trump himself. Adam's crystal ball was crystal clear. Events have completely vindicated his position. I joined Adam in the Defend Flynn camp, as I said, about a year and a half ago. It was when Congressman Devin Nunez released information about the unethical measures the establishment deep staters took to frame Flynn. And now the whole sordid conspiracy finally is being dragged into the light of day. They say sunlight kills germs. Speaking of lock her up, I said at the beginning of the Trump administration that it was a huge mistake for Trump to let Hillary Clinton skate on her illegal email system that allowed hostile foreign powers to obtain classified information. Adam the Carpenter was right. These scheming leftists need to be body slammed with lawbreakers put in jail 
or they will keep using government power to do their political dirty work. Lock her up. And Comey. And everybody in the Obama administration, including its namesake, if necessary, who violated the rule of law to win at political blood sport. That's Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening. Call me.